Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Paige Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. How do you? And today we're going to talk about a topic that's not really all that joyful or pleasant, but because of all the headlines I've seen recently, we're going to talk about it anyway. And those headlines are people that have been bitten very, very badly by dogs. In the past week before recording this, I think I saw at least eight or ten headlines of dog-human interaction that ended horribly for the people. I Either know a bad mauling or a death. Bad mauling or a death. And some of those are dogs allowed to run free in packs. Mm, yeah. But let's talk about how to read a dog's body language in any situation and determine whether the dog is afraid of you, cautious about you, or just plain wants to bite. And then we'll talk about what you should and should not do if faced with a dog who appears to be aggressive. Because I'm not saying that you can avoid all dog bites, but hopefully you can de-escalate some of them. And certainly some of the things that some people do can escalate it. So let's talk first about dog body language. And there is a book available, by the way, that is... They're not paying for us to sponsor them, but we're going to give them a free sponsor anyway. The book is called Canine Body Language, a F- Photographic Guide, and the author is Brenda Aloff, A-L-O-F-F. It is not an inexpensive book, but every page has at least one good-sized photo or multiple photos of dogs in real life situations and she explains the body language. She talks about whether a dog is alert or cautious or afraid or tentative and she talks about a group of dogs, which dog is confident being in the group, which dog is not. It's If you're interested at all in dog behavior, dog body language, dog emotions, This is an excellent book, and we've referred people to it many, many, many times. Brenda Aloff, A-L-O-F-F. Yeah, it's, uh, and I've said this before, but people like to pick, like, one thing out of a dog, the tail wagging, or, and say, oh, that means the dog is happy. Right. But you have to read the entire body. I think usually there's always the tail. seems like that's that's the first thing people go to. And I guess because we don't have one, so we notice theirs. I don't Maybe. Know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, of course, yeah. Petra, you and I both each had had Australian oh, yeah. Shepherds for years that had no tails. All right. So you were actually, you learned to read the body language more than, because uh, there's no tail. Yeah, and then when, wag, I know so when I brought home Bones as a puppy, and all of a sudden I had a dog with a tail, mm-hmm. and I almost made the poor guy neurotic because I was always grabbing or playing with or messing with his tail. And it was like, look at this thing. (laughs) 
Now I'm so used to having dogs with tails again. But yeah, with Australian Shepherds, you had to read the whole body. Yeah, yeah. But there are a couple situations, emotional situations, where a dog can bite. One is fear. One is aggression. And that's very simplified. There are many others. You could corner the dog. You could startle the dog. Resource guarding. Yeah, the dog could be resource guarding. But the two primary ones are fear or aggression, especially if we're talking you're out in public and a dog is coming towards you or you come upon a dog. So let's talk about fear. If the dog is fearful, he's more likely to be crouching might have his tail between his legs, his head could be lowered, or at the level of his shoulders. He could have his lips pulled all the way back so the corners of his mouth are all crinkled. His forehead could be crinkled. His ears could be back. And just because he's fearful does not mean that he might not bite. Most bites come from a dog who's afraid. Because they're irrational at that point. Fear is not rational, they're just carried away, so they're much more likely to just rush in and bite, as opposed to a dog who says, I don't think I like you, let me check you out. Okay, I don't, I will bite you. That's all. (laughs) But a fearful dog just wants you to go away, and so they might rush you, rush at you to get you to move. In which case, it's probably a good idea to go, okay, all right, just kind of back slowly, but don't turn and run, because then you turn into the rabbit, you turn into prey. It's very common to see a fearful dog have his back legs back from his hips with his weight shifted backwards so that if he needs to escape, his back legs are planted, his his weight is already back on his hips, and he can turn and get out of there. Ears. Many times with a a fearful or frightened dog, his ears are either all the way back, plastered Mm -hmm. to his skull, or they're... Mm -hmm. Much lower than normal. Eyes, you can read their eyes. They're usually big. You can just read them. They just look scared. The sound of the bark is usually higher pitched as opposed to get out of here. It's like, and, get out of here! And it can yeah. be frantic. It could yeah. be bark, 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 mm-hmm. bark, bark. And then they're winding themselves up even more. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just back away. Now, a dog who's aggressive, and aggressive has so many meanings and so many subtleties that aggression doesn't always mean bad but in our language we've taken it to mean bad true if somebody's breaking into my house and my dog stands in the doorway and says no you shall not enter that's aggressive by definition but it's not necessarily bad but for sake of our discussion here it usually means the dog is protective guarding something guarding willing to bite. And one of the easiest ways for, I think, most people to recognize it is the dog is, whereas the dog who's fearful is leaning back or crouched or has his weight on his back legs, his hips, the dog who's ready to take things a step farther is going forward. He's on his front legs. His head is usually high. His shoulders are up. He might be on his tiptoes. Everything is forward. Even if he's not moving, he still he's has his leaning weight forward. forward. Yep. Leaning forward. He looks like he's ready to do something. When Bones is um, guarding, for lack of a, a better term, when somebody comes up to my house, he's on his tiptoes, he's leaning forward, his head's forward, his eyes are focused. 
what we would call a hard stare. Mm -hmm. His mouth is usually shut. He's usually quiet. The bark is a warning, and fearful dogs will bark a lot. High pitch, bark, bark, bark. But if Bones is intent on something, that somebody's coming to my house, and he needs to pay attention friend to foe. it. Friend or foe, friend or foe, what are you? Friend he's or foe. He's thinking, he's thinking, and he's staring. Okay, Poncho's head goes down. His head goes low, kind of low, like his neck straightens out. Yeah, all the weight goes forward, and then he has his little lip curl and a low growl. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, and it's like, okay, stranger danger, what's going on? Yeah. Something's not right. And that's true <clears throat> with Bones, too. Bones, when he's barking in play or anything, he's got a high-pitched voice. For an intact male masculine dog, he's got a really high-pitched <laughs> voice. But when he does that guardian growl, mm -hmm. that is low. The tail, we talked about the tail with fearfulness, that it's probably tucked. Mm -hmm. Might be The tip of it might be wagging a little bit between the back legs or up near the belly. But for the dog who's willing to take things a step forward, it could be high if he's standing still. Or it could be a slow wag from the hips. Keep in mind that tail is also a rudder. So if he's getting ready to go do something, that tail is ready to balance him. Like my terrier when he's hunting. Yeah. And then the face. Years ago, my husband and I did Schutzen training with our German Shepherds. And we had two big German Shepherds. One was 90 pounds. One was 100 to 110 pounds. Big German Shepherds. And... The other members of the clubs, there were some Rottweilers. There was a couple Dobermans, a Great Dane. Oh, my God, when she got mad, the Whoa. Great Dane. <laughs> I, I never wanted to be agitator for her. And I was one time she squashed the sleeve. <laughs> I bet. Um, but when you served as an agitator for the dogs in the Schutzen training, Explain Schutzen training. Oh, Schutzen training is a German dog sport that includes obedience, endurance, tracking, and protection. Not guard dog training, but protection. So one of the reasons we got into it was my husband and I were both in the Marine Corps at the time, and he could be shipped off to Okinawa for a year. And... When we lived back east, we were stationed in Washington, D.C., which isn't necessarily a nice place for a woman alone to live. And so Paul said, let's do some good training with these guys. They already had their advanced obedience titles. They both had tracking dog titles. They were both search and rescue dogs. But we decided to do some basic shoots and training, and we went on to compete for a while. But when we were the agitator, when we were the bad guy, and you take turns being bad guy f for each other's dogs, we were taught, watch the whole body, watch the body language, then watch the eyes. Mm -hmm. Because the eyes will tell you what that dog is going to do, where he's going to go, whether he's going to grab the sleeve, grab the, the leg, whatever. Or if the agitation is too much and he needs, you need to back off. So watching the eyes on a dog, if you're out for a walk and your neighbor's or stray dog is, comes out in the yard barking at you or on the sidewalk or on the street or whatever, watch his whole body language. Is he worried? Is he fearful? Or do you see a hard stare? Hard stares. I think people understand what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, oh, the hard stare and the hair in the back of your neck. 
Yeah, your own intuition. What, yeah, take, what are you... take that. Yeah. Follow your gut. At listen, that point. listen to your intuition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break for one of our sponsors, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what you should do, and then what you shouldn't do should you feel threatened by a dog. Take a listen. We'll be right back. Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being, and a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today and give it a try. Hey there, so we have a new sponsor with an interesting, wonderful product. The product is called Daily Dose, and it's a dental treat for your puppy dog. So it's designed to help clean their teeth and the ingredients in it, as well as the structure of it. But the added bit to this is that you can choose whether it's a dental treat that also supports skin health, or a dental treat that does heart health, or joint health, or a dental treat that also is calming for your puppy dog. Developed by vets to be simple to use, simple and effective, one a day, and you can choose the additional benefits for your dog in addition to teeth help. For $3 off your order, visit yourpetsdailydose.com and use promo code DOGWORLD. One chew a day for a happier, healthier dog and a long life. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. I hope you take a look at the subscription box, the toys, and uh, both of our sponsors. The fun boxes. The fun boxes. Both of our, our sponsors have some really nice subscription boxes, so go online and take a look at them. All right, let's talk first about, well, let's talk about what you shouldn't do if you if a dog is threatening you, and then we'll finish up the podcast with what you should do. First of all, a lot of people, their inclination is, oh my God, he's going to bite me. I need to get out of here. <laughs> Don't Let run. scream and run. Yeah. yeah. You'll never outrun a dog. You'll never outrun and a you dog. you scream and you just pray. Yes. And that's especially true with kids. Yes. And I know Petra and I at various times, and I think Kate, you have too, have done talks or lessons for kids for dog bite safety. And the first thing we tell the child is first don't scream because a woman's screaming voice well i've heard some guys with some pretty high pitched <laughs> screams too <laughs> yeah but as a general rule women's and kids, kids screams high pitch means prey and if that dog has any prey drive whatsoever mm-hmm. a scream is going to set him off and mm-hmm. motion attracts dogs and mm-hmm. motion there's a good program, well-established program for bite prevention with kids, and it's entitled Be a Tree. Yes. Mm-hmm. And keep your branches high. Don't let your, hand, your arms and hands dangle down. And uh, just and freeze yourself and freeze. Freeze. And trees don't make sounds. Yeah. No. Nope. Trees don't run. Unfortunately, the news reports on dog bites, the reporters don't know enough or the editors don't know enough to put more details in. So there was a headline recently of a 
eight-year-old girl who was bit by a large breed dog. And I won't go into the breeds because dog bites can happen from any breed, not, not just a few. But it was a large breed dog, probably weighed more than she did. But it grabbed her by the arm and tried to drag her off and did some significant damage to her arm. Neighbors heard it, and from what I understand, she survived, but she got some bad bites on her arm. I would love to know whether she screamed. I'd love to know whether she tried to outrun the dog. But we don't know from the news reports. We don't know if she was trying to be a tree, and the dog grabbed her anyway. But the best advice, especially for a child, is be a tree. Now, I was also taught years ago, if the dog knocks you down, to go ahead and go down, put your arms around your head, tuck your hands in. Tuck tight. The what? Tuck in tight. Yeah, tuck, tuck, you, in, tight. tuck in tight, hide your hands, hide your face. And your throat. Mm-hmm. And your throat. And be mm-hmm. as still as you can, even if you get bitten. You go to being a rock. <laughs> or the tree falls down and you're a log. <laughs> but... The big thing is, in most cases, don't try to fight the dog off. What was it? It was years ago, and me at the time, but a woman, I think she was a veterinarian, was walking with her kids. Oh, I remember that. Two, yeah. three dogs. Yeah. I mean, these were dogs that had attacked before they had their plan. They were going to attack. Yeah. And it was And they worked sport. as a pack. Yeah. Yeah. And she grabbed her kids six anyway she she pushed them up a tree yeah literally up into a tree right but they got her down and she was able to be a rock yeah she but was they hurt her mauled. yeah um but she lived yeah she protected her throat her hands her face her head but yeah they mauled her badly and her kids were up in a tree watching yeah not, not a good thing no i don't even remember what stopped the mall but stopped it from happening any further well, in all reality, I'm sure the kids were up in the tree screaming. Yeah. And yeah, then the dogs growling, out. snarling, making noise. Yeah, I'm sure somebody heard it. Hopefully. But. Somehow. But it was a horrible story, and the dogs had a uh, history. Yes. And it should not have been out there. Yeah. Frankly, the dogs should not have still been breathing. Yeah. There yeah. had been enough instances ahead of time. Yep, so that's probably a whole different story behind that story. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, what to do, don't try to stare the dog down. If he's got a hard stare to you, look down, look away, watch him, but don't give a hard stare back. You don't want to challenge a dog who's already interested in you. Don't run. Don't scream. (laughs) If you have kids with you or if you have small dogs with you, put them on top of a car. Throw them over a fence. Throw them up a tree. But get up there yourself. Yeah, get up, get say, up yourself. Slowly We've, climb up the tree. We're slowly or climb up on the top of the roof. Uh, of the on car. top of the car. No sudden movement. I'm sure your insurance will cover repairs to the car if you scratch it or yeah, dent it. Who cares but, about the car? Yeah, get up on the. But move carefully, slowly, not in a prey-like manner. If the dog does bite you, try not to panic. Make yourself as safe as possible, as small as possible. You know, and saying that is is hard to do. I've been bitten. We've all been bitten. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to go to a panic state, and we're trained. But, you know, keep it as calm as possible. Trying to break up a dog going after somebody else. 
try not to try and pry their jaws open? I mean, don't reach for the head. Don't grab the back back legs. legs. Don't become part of the problem, in other words. Yeah. Or they grab the back legs, and if they let go, then you swing them. Yeah. (laughs) Go in a circle, swing, momentum, keep the mouth away from you. Were you working with me at the time the German Shepherd got me 12 times? Good Lord. A police officer's private dog, a German Shepherd bitch. He had been trying to turn her into a quote-unquote police dog. Not correctly. So basically, he just taught her to bite and rewarded her for biting. Oh, Lordy. And then when she was out of control, she br- he brought her to me for training. And Ed, of course, did not tell me that she had a history of biting. So she went for someone, and I grabbed her leash, and she went for me. And then I spun in a circle using centrifugal force to keep her off me. And then had her sit at the end of the leash, at least an arm's length for me. She went for me again. I swung her again, had her sit, swung her again, had her sit. And my adrenaline was up so much, I knew she was getting my genes, but I didn't know how much. And by the time she was finally exhausted and quit going for me, I handed her back to him and said, put her down. You've ruined her. And, of course, he disagreed with me and argued, and I told him to leave. Well, when I got home and took off my jeans, my husband went, What the happened to you? And she got me 12 times up and down both legs. But I had so much adrenaline that I didn't even know it. Now, none of them were really bad. Thankfully, I had on good, thick jeans. But at least half of them broke the skin. The others were big teeth mark bruises. But... She had been trained so poorly that it was all fun and games to her. If I can get my teeth on a person, I'll get praised and rewarded. So she wasn't even giving off the body language of an aggressive dog. She was <laughs> giving hard. off the, happy, my, happy. my job is to bite you. And totally, totally, and that's why she caught me so badly, because the first time after that it was just trying to keep her off me but because it wasn't aggressive it was daddy taught me to do this and this is fun and he tells me what a good girl i am there have been a couple of occasions where if you've got the dog on leash and it would the couple that came to us with the dog off the streets that they wanted us to evaluate oh so i was holding the end of the leash i was just trying to be a post while liz brought out actually just briefly showed one of her dogs. Right, right. And he went bananas. Yeah. And was pulling and pulling and pulling to get to Liz and her dog. Which was on the other side of a fence, like 40 yards away. And at one point, the dog just stopped pulling and turned around and looked at me, and I went, oh, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) I think the words were slightly different than that. Yes, they were, but but, still. But that's posterity. And uh, sure enough, he just turned around and said, you're the one stopping me from getting what I want and charged me. And I had seen him turn and change his attention. So my dog and I were going whoosh out of the way, out of sight, up the hill, because I saw that going wrong. <laughs> Thank goodness the gentleman said, oh, this isn't good. He started moving toward me. So I did that. Swing the dog. Yep. What was it? Two circles. As I stepped close to the guy, and then I handed off the leash. Here, here's your problem. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Some things cannot be trained. (laughs) And the dog did not attack him. Uh, Liked them, but it was not a safe dog. 
That's they were like, oh yeah, we kind of thought that, but we wanted we wanted experts to tell us. Okay, <laughs> we told you. And you thought. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's take a listen to our second sponsor, and we'll be right back. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, more to be exact. We have another sponsor for our podcast, Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a subscription gift box that you can sign up for, for your dogs and or your cats. And it gives you a chance to surprise them on a monthly basis with interactive toys, treats, and other things like the one we got came with a bandana. I recently received one for Willow. She loved it. She was so excited just me opening that box. The bison treats, especially in this box, she oh, really they liked. lost their mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She lost her mind. The nice thing about the box, too, is that it can be tailored to fit your pets. So if you've got a 50-pound dog, or you've got a cat, or you've got a dog and a cat, or if you're, one of your pets has allergies, the box can be tailored to them. And nowadays, right now, while we're filming this with COVID, most of us are spending a lot more time with our pets. But that doesn't mean you can't add something better to it. New toys, new treats, treats for training. And the subscription boxes vary. You can start as low as $15 a box. And then you you and your pet can have fun opening it together and seeing what's in it. And then if you're obsessed with sharing photos of your pets, as I am, as you can tell all over Facebook, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. So take a look at it. Go to PetTreater.com. And if you do it now, you can use the coupon code DOGGYDOG, D-O-G-G-Y-D-O-G, all one word. You use that coupon, you'll get 50% off on your first month of your subscription. So that's PetTreater. P-E-T-T-R-E-A-T-E-R. PetTreater.com. Check them out. 50% off. That's a deal. There you go. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back. Since we talked about both what to do and what not to in the, in the last part of the podcast, let's talk about what you should do if you get bitten. First of all, report it. I don't care whether this is a neighbor's dog, a stray dog, your worst enemy's dog. Your friend's dog. Your friend's dog. But report it. Now, where you report it is going to depend on your community. Sometimes it's animal control. Sometimes it's a police department. Sometimes it's a police department and animal control. Um, but if you report it to either animal control or the police, they'll tell you if you need to do anything else. But report it. Well, and if your injury is so bad, you end up going to urgent care ER. They report they it. They report it because they have to take yeah the report. Yeah. Very few dogs are a one-off. And it's usually a pattern. Right. And that pattern needs to be established. Early. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before. And, and it usually times, escalates. And I know there's times in the past a student may mention they were on a walk and a dog came and attacked, but we weren't hurt and all this. And I'm like, we'll report it. 
still report it because if it happened to you, who else did it happen to? And this is going to get worse and worse. And what if you were a kid, you know, and luckily in that case, they did go back and report it. But even that situation still reported. One of our students was walking her Aussie mix puppy and in her own neighborhood and a, I don't want to, I don't want to blame breeds so much, but another dog, another dog of a guardian ancestry, an athletic guardian dog was loose and attacked her dog. She was in trying to get the dog off. She was pulled down. So she had her dog under her trying to pull the other dog off. And she and her dog were both bitten. And she did have to go to the emergency room, so it was reported. And she found out afterwards that that dog had already bitten three people in the neighborhood. And who knows how many other dogs. It was owned by a young man who liked the dog's... Spirit. 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 Let's go with that. Okay. I was trying to think of a a good word. Spirit goes with that. But because she was bitten this time... Badly enough that she needed surgery, animal control showed up and took the dog first to quarantine and then to euthanize. But if some of those previous incidences hadn't have been reported, Mm -hmm. this dog could potentially still be Mm -hmm. escaping from his yard, climbing the fence and attacking other people. So it has to be reported, no matter whether there was an injury or not, or whether the injury was just your dog, whether the injury was to you but not severe, no matter the situation, it needs to be reported. Absolutely. And if you go to make a report and somebody (coughs) says, well, you weren't hurt or you weren't hurt bad, you want to make a report anyway. Mm -hmm. You want that. Think of your neighbor's kids. You need to make that report. Somebody walking a small dog? Oh, yeah. Somebody out with a small child? That would have been a whole different story. Teenager on a skateboard. Those are fun to chase. Yeah. Grab a hold of. Yeah. They're hard to catch, but they sure are juicy when you get them. <laughs> They've got soft, squishy centers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... <sighs> and for some reason, it's very hard for some people to take it that step and make it official. I know those people might be your neighbors. But you know what? We all have responsibilities to control our dogs. And a dog who's threatening other dogs or people, especially if he gets out of his yard, he pulls his leash away from his owner. You know, we're not talking about the dog who's behind a fence barking but has never escaped. The dog who's out actually being a threat. But it's our social responsibility. Somebody sent me a video. I don't even know how old it is or where it was taken, but a young woman was walking a a large breed dog down the street and he pulled the leash out of her hands to go after a jogger. Now the jogger turned around and saw him coming, and it was an urban street, was actually able to jump a on top of a uh, wrought iron fence. Oh, I showed you that video. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At we which point, that one. Yeah. then yes. the dog goes flying down the street, just looking Chasing for an people old man. to attack. Yes. Yeah. There was an old man walking, and he had grocery bags grocery in bags. his hand, yeah. and he put the grocery bags between yes. the dog and him. Yeah. And then the dog... Headed off chasing somebody else. That dog had so much adrenaline. In the meantime, the girl, the owner, was trying to get him. Yeah. But he was trying to get him. Way too strong for her. Obviously no training. And and Meanwhile, the the guy up on top of the fence was very calmly. He was making calls. Yeah, calling for help. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, somebody else, the old guy with the groceries, probably couldn't have gotten up on top oh, of no that way. gate. No way. Um, that guy flew up there like Spider-Man. Yes, he did. Of course, the dog yeah. had already been going after him, so who knows if he'd actually been bit. Yeah. At one point, he looks down, and it's kind of like he had a little ripped pant, but he just, he reacted quick, fast, went, had an escape route. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the other people on the street did not. And it wasn't that he had done something to that dog. That dog was just going off, finding randomly targets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because none of those people, all these people were casually walking. Yep. It was just the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it was just the neighborhood. Guy with the groceries yeah. going to, the, wasn't he going to the car? Wasn't he going there to was the another car? one where a guy started to get out of his car and the dog rushed at him, so he just got back in his car. <laughs> yeah. That's right, that's right. There was one car. You know. Shut the door. I'll sit here and wait. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All it's, right, so. We love our dogs. We respect our dogs. I, you know, I run in front of a, moving vehicle to grab my dog and save them. But I also know that they're predators and they're my my responsibility. And those are two important points. They are predators. And no matter how much they've been domesticated, at the root of their being, they're still predators. Mm -hmm. And, um, And we do have a responsibility to make sure that our dogs don't cause harm. I have three herding dogs. I know what three very athletic herding dogs I know what their instincts are. I know what they're capable of. And I have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, I know this wasn't a particularly cheerful podcast, but hopefully you learned something from it. And hopefully you never have to use this knowledge. (gasps) Mm -hmm. So that's it. We'll talk to you again. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life well find out everything you're begging to know as pet life radio presents it's a doggy dog world with pet expert and award-winning author liz palaika every dog has his day and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on petliferadio.com